Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, everybody. Insert intro here. And in today's podcast, Sammy and I are going to be doing some myth busting. And the reason we want to do this is because there are just some myths, some some false information out there that just won't die. Like the bad guy in a movie that you think he's dead again and again, but he keeps on coming back. He just won't stay dead. These myths are, are like that. And we're going to start with one, but we're actually going to do a series of these. We're going to do a bunch of these because there's quite a few of these nuggets of destruction. <laughs> just, they are... they. Yield bad results, but still people, a part of us wants to believe in them because it's the justification culture where we just want to believe that something that tastes good must be good for us, right? So the first one is that we're going to be tackling is about watching porn as a couple. Because we know so many couples that this was the beginning of some very huge difficulties in their relationship. Uh, and for other people, it was the beginning of the end. Is when they introduced the toxic fuel of porn into their relationship. Hoping that it'll help to revive something in them. Only to find that it wedges them further and further apart. So, let's get into it. We get into the weeds a bit on this one. And I think it's important that you really listen to this and consider these points. And if you have any questions or comments or uh, if you've had your own experiences, we want to hear it. Please contact us and uh, we want to have an informed opinion. Uh, but this episode is really based off of so many cases that we've personally dealt with so much of what we've read. And so let's get into it. What is it to watch porn as a couple? Is it great? Is it the worst? Let's find out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Hey, 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 my name is Sammy Uyama and I'm together here with Andrew. <laughs> oh man, I'm glad at least if anything, we have fun recording these. It's, uh, anyway, it's great to be back with all of you. We're here for another episode. I'm Sammy Uyama here with my co-host, Andrew Love. We're still in the same places that we've been for the past number of months. I'm tuning in from Korea. Andrew, you're tuning in from... Uh, I'm somewhere in Bali. I, I had to tell somebody where I am today. I had a conversation and I, had, I don't know where I am. <laughs> There's a lot of names. Not so simple here. It's not like, oh, I live in, you know, I don't know, Connecticut. You know, this is like a city and a state. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand why. So I'm close to a beach. You know, you know I've jungle. actually, one, <laughs> I heard in a lot of lesser developed countries, so I, I mean, I have no idea what Indonesia is like, but in some places in the world, they don't have proper address systems. It's like, you want to send them a letter somewhere, hmm. the ad, what you write on the envelope is, you know, the, the house three miles over the hill, <laughs> the house between the library and you know, the yellow school. There's a coughing yak. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I remember trying to ship stuff to Mongolia or get stuff shipped to me in Mongolia. It's really quite complicated and I don't get it. Even the taxi system in Mongolia, there's, it's, I don't, it's, there's no addresses. I don't know, but they got us there. So a system is mm -hmm. a system, whatever, whatever works, man. <laughs> so yes, I'm somewhere, whatever I don't works. know where, and it's beautiful and it's hot and I'm ready to go. Yeah, today we've got an exciting episode for you guys. We wanted to talk about myth busting. Yes. Not talk about it. We're going to do some myth busting. <laughs> Let's talk about the act of busting a myth. You know, we're living in a world with a lot of misinformation, but also a lot of information that appears 
so legitimate and true unless you peel back the layers and actually think about it. And in the area of sex, this is like one of the worst areas ever because it's very muddy. It's a muddy situation and we want to help clear the air on some topics, starting with this one, Sammy. What's, what are we going to tackle first? What are we, which myth, which myth are we going to bust? Yeah, so I mean, the the area is porn, and you know we're gonna do a little series going to different areas of myths around porn. So the first one is the idea of watching porn together with your spouse. So yeah, there's different people have different layers of of uh, objection to the idea of watching porn, and and so you know one layer is just like oh it's 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 totally fine, it's normal. That's one layer. Another layer is like yeah, if you're doing it in secret, it's bad. You know, that's like, yeah, I can see how the, the hiding, that would be an issue. And like, uh, but, and if you're in a relationship with someone and, you know, you're lying, you, you know, you're, kind of, you're covering up for it, you're lying, to, not necessarily direct lying, you're either lying about it or, you know, you're hiding it from them. Sure. So a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people would see that level. And um, so that, that's kind of where we want to go. This idea like, it's only, that's the only bad thing about porn. There's nothing about porn itself that's a problem. So if you're, you know, yeah. your spouse is okay with it, or if you're doing it together, even it's like it's a bonding activity, then it, it can be a plus. That's what we want to talk about. That myth is married to the idea that if we're all just a bunch of consenting adults, what's the problem, right? Um, which is a very convenient belief system that requires you to not really consider the future and also have no real correlative abilities, right? Of like correlating the quality of a relationship over time. And what helps to feed a relationship vitality so that it can thrive and what slowly erodes the love within a relationship and the trust within the relationship and the attraction to another person within a relationship. Because that's the, I really don't like that. You know, like it's such a, it's such an escape from really thinking about it. When we're like, well, if everybody's okay with it, then it's okay. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But even, even like the idea of smoking and I don't want to go on a tirade because this show is not about smoking and I'm not saying anything about smokers, but. Smoking even by yourself, not a victimless activity because, you know, insurance rates, hospitalization rates, all these things go up because of people who smoke. Over time, their decisions to smoke actually cost society a huge amount of money and a lot of problems within the healthcare system, right? There's too many people in the hospital with lung cancer. There's too many people who raise the insurance rates, all this stuff. So let's first delve into the idea that we are not autonomous. We are individuals, but we live within the human body. We are cells within a body. That's one thing that I think is really important to understand, to, to divorce us from the idea that, oh, if, if I'm okay with it and my spouse is okay with it, then it's not hurting anybody, okay? Because that's, I'm not saying that it is, but I'm, I'm saying let's stop making that assumption um, and start talking about it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm glad you started that. That's really important to that be the context that we're talking about. And, you know, we want to talk about what is, how does porn affect a relationship, regardless of whether you're doing it on your own as a couple in secret with, with consent. There's intrinsic impact that porn has, regardless mm-hmm. of the context for how it's viewed, you know, because we're not just individuals. Yeah. I mean, wait, wait, we're not, how did you put it? We are individuals. You, you just said we are, we are individuals. We're not autonomous. You know? We're not separate as an individual from other people. Yeah. We are cells within the human body for sure. And so it's important to consider the body as a whole. If, if we in fact care 
at all about ourselves and we have to care somewhat about the human body because what happens mm-hmm. in society affects us. The decisions that our politicians and celebrities and all that make and that we're inundated with on a day-to-day basis impacts us directly. So if we are helping to shape culture by our actions and by what we participate in, then we're part of this feedback loop. That's very important, right? So what we do matters, not just to us, but also to the world around us. So that's that's one mm-hmm. big point that, that I just... You know, even before I was able to really deeply think about it, I got, I was really annoyed by that assumption that like, oh, it's okay. It's, it's, a, it's a victimless crime. First of all, porn is anything but victimless. Uh, second of all, mm-hmm. even if it was all organic, like watching other couples have sex porn, there's, uh, there's stuff there that needs unpacking. And to just assume that it's okay because everybody's consenting um, goes back to, have you consented with your future self? Have you consented with your logic, your reason, your conscience, are you on full board here, right? So that's one thing. Yeah, we feel strongly about this and let's get into it. Fight us on this, man. We're, 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 we're planting our flag here. Um, yeah. So wait, Sammy, let's, let's get personal yeah. for a second. Have you ever watched porn with your wife? No. Oh yeah, okay. So no, she offered to let me watch it. That's what it was. It wasn't that, um, hey, let's watch it together. It was like, you know, as early on in a relationship, was, hey, you know, I had this history of watching porn. I wanted to be up honest about that. And she's like, Oh, you know, thanks for telling me if you want to watch that, I guess it's okay. You know, and she's coming from this place of like, Oh, that's normal. That's what guys do. She didn't really know much about porn. Yeah. It's, it's very like, um, like, uh, un, yeah, but like also un, uninformed, sure. uninformed desire to kind of be supportive. So, you know, that's kind of a crossroads for me where it's like, I had this permission all of a sudden, but then I had to look at, you know, my reasons for not wanting to look at porn go beyond just because she doesn't like it, right? It's like sure. there's the, the for myself ultimately, and the the ways I know that porn affects me. Yeah, and, and the relationship, people. right? Because again, a relationship is like it's a living, breathing organism that you're feeding mm-hmm. health or death, right? In small portions. What so, about you? Um, early on in our relationship, we watched. Uh, we like we were on Netflix, and we kept on seeing like these kind of like clearly sexy movies, but they're not definitely not porn. And then we we're like, let's watch one. And then we watched it. And then we were like, my, that was, I was like uh, a very pious man back then, you know, like always waking up at 5am, always praying. Like my conscience was hyper awake. You know what I mean? And so when I was watching it, I felt like vomiting. It was the weirdest thing, right? I grew up in this world. I grew up, you know, watching porn. My conscience slowly fell asleep, but when I when I did the work of like reawakening myself and my spirituality and all this, watching it, it was actually a Korean movie all about a couple that falls in love and just like has a great deal of sex and the sex scene was just really, really long. And I honestly felt nauseous. It was like the weirdest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I felt like that nerd who gets a headache in, in school is like, oh, teacher, I have a headache again. You know, like the, mm-hmm. the kid that wasn't meant for this world, too, too fragile. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it was weird, you know? Um, that was the only time we really tried it. And we were like, yeah, this is not what we thought it was. We thought it would like stimulate something within us. And it was more just like watching like a video of two people punching each other in the head. Like the same feeling of you like, we stop and think, why are they doing this? You know, it's it's actually, mm. it's just kind of gross and made us feel terrible. Mm. I don't, I definitely think we did not make love that night. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, yeah. It was a long time ago, I don't know. I guess, so you want, you, you asked that first, just uh 
kind of get get it get bring us into the conversation the yeah the worst thing we can do is to be righteous and to to cause people to think that we're just judging them we just want to clarify a a very prevailing pervasive myth out there that it's it's a completely you know but just based off of our experience and so yes part of high mm-hmm. noon is us too we want to talk about our own experience right yeah, I will say I will say that we have we have we have had those conversations, my wife and I, and just like uh, just um, toying with the idea of it, and so just so being open to it, and we always came to the same conclusion, like no, we don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So we we I, I think that's valuable to add is that we we made the effort to be informed about our choices in in different areas of our relationship. Sure. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, I just wanted to swing back to include ourselves in this conversation because mm. we're not coming from a perfect place at all. We're talking about, um, you know, what we've read, what we've understood, the people that we've heard be counseled, the people that we have counseled. What does this look like when a couple participates in these activities? And oh, we're breaking up a little bit. Hold on. But yeah, before we actually go into points, I wanted to add that I think that's a great idea, actually. We could find a couple that has watched point together and, and what their take on the matter is. The whole, the, the point for me is like any time I've adopted, even thinking from the porn world, from this pornified world and like, you know, adopted it in into my relationship, you know, like asking some requests or something like that, that wasn't pure. That was really based off of um, something selfish and also centered on body, you know, that, that removed spirit removed emotion and removed connection and mind from the transaction of sex. Anytime we did that, we suffered. I can say that very clearly. And so that that's what I think we started to feel from being kind of stimulated from something outside of us, our couple, uh, mm-hmm. made us made our hearts feel strange and made our spirits feel strange. It made our bodies feel great, right? Oh, at least me. <laughs> I don't know about her. Mm-hmm. But it definitely um, just started to disconnect the the rest of our being from the act of sex, and that just felt off. It didn't feel mm-hmm. good. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and I think porn just amplifies that even more. It's, it's I, and I think this whole this whole conversation about is it okay to watch porn as a couple? It really matters what context you have for what makes good sex. Yeah, and. If you're a lot of people, where they're coming from is like good sex is about bodies, and it's it's a it's a chemical thing. Yeah, and and I, I totally get it. Right from that world, a lot you can justify a lot of stuff. Right, so yeah. it, it can make sense to me. But like where we're coming from, what makes good sex is a different level. You know, it's it's everything what you were just talking about, Andrew, about including or fusing spirit and mind and together with body. Sure, and you have this like multi-dimensional thing. And then looking at the effect porn would have on that, and, and porn it and it takes you out of a of of a one on one relationship. It's like a one and one and this other thing that you're sure. basically you know you're you're focusing all of your attention on, yeah. Right. And I would really, I really actually now that I think about it more, I really want to get a couple on to talk about this, and because I can, all I can talk about is hypotheticals about what I imagine it'd be like trying to relate with my wife while watching porn together. But it'd be so much more valuable to to actually hear the real thing, right? So, yeah. but for what it's worth, my hypothetical is I knowing me, I can just imagine myself so like ingrained in just like the imagery that's in front of me, 
right? And, and, and absorbed and engrossed by it. And, uh, just totally forgetting this, this human person next to me. If any, at best, I think at best, I'm like trying to just transfer this imagery like onto her and, and, and I'm just focusing on her body. And then I'm just, uh, trying to replicate the scene or the, whatever we're seeing and, and experience in real life. Right? And it's, I can, I can't see any useful way that porn would enhance a one-on-one like relationship and connection on an emotional, mental, spiritual level. Imagine you spent like three hours, four hours cooking a delicious feast for your wife. And the only way she would eat your food is if she went to McDonald's first and ate that and ate that food while she was, you know, about to eat your food. And it's like, well, why you got to do that? Like, why can't you just enjoy my food? Is it for that? <laughs> like, why do you have to have like a, a you know, some, something before my food? But yeah, I think that it's just a weird concept mm-hmm. of like being stimulated outside of your couple in order to feel something within your couple is already kind of weird, right? That you would, that it's, that you're not enough, that it, there's not mm-hmm. enough there because there's a, there's a notion that I know is absolutely true. It comes from, you know, our faith. And it's like what you invest love into becomes more beautiful, right? And then that causes you to love it more. And it creates this really wild, amazing feedback loop. And you just stop seeing the flaws mm-hmm. in the thing because you're mm-hmm. investing love into it. It's just becoming more beautiful. And there's enough in there if you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. Right. But the more that you're focused on something else, mm-hmm. the more that you start comparing you naturally because your eyes are seeing now two or three or whatever. You're comparing one to the next to the next to the next. We're mm-hmm. comparative by nature. So now all of a sudden that person is not enough for you. And mm-hmm. biologically, you're proving that because something outside of that person is making you feel, you know, horny in this case. Uh, and then you're transmuting the. Mm-hmm the horniness that you're getting from somebody else into that person and it's not theirs. It's not because you think they're beautiful. It's because you think somebody else is beautiful or somebody else is attractive. And that's just kind of weird. You're kind of like Mm -hmm. injecting somebody Mm -hmm. else into that person by doing that. So another point that comes up for me is the idea that uh, using porn as an educational resource. So you're getting ideas from it. You can watch porn together and kind of spice things up or be inspired. And that also sits, doesn't sit well with me. The, 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 there's a, a need, a, a genuine need that is looking to be filled, which I can, I can acknowledge, but I think it's just misguided using porn to fill that need. And so like the need is uh, guidance for your relationship, right? And um, wanting to learn and to expand and grow. And I think the natural course for like the natural cycle of how our relationship in, like with, with sex and in our marriage is supposed to develop is that we have me- mentors, we have elders that, that we inherit from and we learn things from that guide us. We've got like older brothers, older sisters that we go to for advice and be like, hey, you know, we hit this plateau or, you know, we're dealing with this issue. Um, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up in a relationship naturally, not, not just like unexpected things, but like after, uh, while being pregnant, how to deal with sex after having a baby, how to deal with sex. These sure. like things that these things that you don't get educated on prior. It's just like you are kind of thrust into that situation and you need to figure it out. And I think the natural cycle is that we, you have people, you know, you can turn to that have a valid opinion or valid uh, you know, solution for to offer you. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's the natural way that we're meant to, I guess you'd say, spice up your relationship or to learn about sex and what, how to get better at it and what to expect. And so that, what would normally be like really beautiful to see this cycle is replaced by something, this misguided idea of using porn to uh, learn from or to uh, take cues from in your sexual relationship, which and there's so so much we can go into about what's misguided about that. I mean, one, porn is not meant to be educational. And so it's like ridiculous to, to take it at face value as a potential educational resource. I mean, porn is at best entertainment, right? It's yeah. like, it, it's got a very clear intention to to shock, to to wow and to stimulate, right? It's regardless of the, it's the connect, the, how far it, it becomes from reality, something realistic or something informational. Yeah, it's like learning how to drive a car by watching Harry Potter fly a, you know, what does he fly? A yeah, <laughs> a broomstick. It, you really need to watch the movie, man. Or or like, <laughs> a, you know, more, you know, that's how ridiculous it is. But but even learning how to drive by watching Fast and the Furious. I mean, that's r- really exactly that same kind of idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's... Also, if you were to learn about sex from porn, what you're learning about is different positions of the body of two people who are paid to do this, who do not give a crap about each other. Um, and in many cases, you know, they've done studies where huge amounts of porn, the, the study I read was like up to 80% of the porn that they surveyed was misogynistic towards women. So you're learning about mm-hmm. positions that are denigrating to women and the opposite of respectful, the opposite of loving. And but even if it wasn't, which it is misogynistic, um, you're learning about the bodies. And like Sammy was saying, including other people into the conversation that you trust and know and care about, you're adding the element of love, spirituality, and their, their mind, the, 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 like the, the color of a human being. You're adding that element to sex. And that's usually what needs spicing up. It's not, oh, we need to learn how to do backflips while we have sex. It's, oh, I need to really listen to this person's needs. I really need to be more attentive to where they're at emotionally before I start touching them and to maybe gradually ease into a physical encounter, right? And that only comes from perspective. And perspective comes from interaction with prayer, with like going deep within and also asking other people about what their opinion is so that you can have more well-rounded sex. Because honestly speaking, like in our relationship, it took a bunch of years before Yunga was able to really enjoy sex and really like have, you know, genuine orgasms. And that was, it was not a physical issue. You know, for a short period of time, Mm -hmm. it was because of the delivery. But before and after that period of time, it was totally mental and emotional and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And so that's the stuff that we needed help with. Not physically. We're still young. Despite what some people may say, we are still young. And so it's not like... Mm -hmm you know, a body thing. It's, it's the rest of us and that we needed talking, a lot of talking with each other, with other people, you know, and a lot of prayer and mm. meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I, another point to add, I, I can hear the, the buts, the yeah, buts, what ifs, ands, you know, all that, all those, and, you know, one of them being, you know, what if you're looking at for like a, it's called porn, but something that is actually meant to be educational. Right and, and instructional. It's not meant to be sensational, and you know it's an actual couple having sex, and you know some, maybe something like that. And so you know what I would say to that is that it's I mean looking using turning to porn in any form to learn something 
it's like at best you you're like sifting through a dumpster to find an edible french fry right it's like there's you have to go through a lot of garbage in order to find something that might be usable actually give something helpful for your relationship yeah but that's that's still it still detracts from the the natural way of learning right it's like it's like trying to take out the human interaction element it's yeah. and it's still trying it's still trying to you know learn use there's something about it's probably something about the uncomfortability of you know, talking about sex. So it's like the the ease of using the internet, right, to ask uncomfortable or sensitive questions sure. and get them answered. Um, but it, that you know, instructional videos I think have a play. You know, it's important for and a couple, every man and every woman, to understand the anatomy of the female sexual organ. Right, that's important to understand and most useful when you're actually looking at a diagram and, and things are pointed out rather than just trying to describe it. Sure. So there's definitely, there's definitely place, places, you know, for things like that. That's still at the level of body. And the real value of, uh, the real method of deepening your sexual relationship is transcending body and interacting with spirit and mind and, um, and this deeper connection levels. Yeah. And, you know, that you get insight into that through, you know, like interaction with like learning from other people. Cause they, these are the tidbits that they pass along from you. You'd be surprised if to actually people to ask people who actually know what they're talking about. If you ask them like, what's like the five best things to, you can do to improve your sexual relationship. I'm sure like, people who actually know what they're talking about within their top three would probably have nothing to do with sex itself. Is everything outside of the bedroom and just the relationship that you make yeah. with each other. Yeah. And that would even be a very difficult situation if sex physical sex was the only thing you had going for you in your relationship, that, that relationship is doomed to cause pain and damage wherever it goes because you're hanging on by a thread. Because you, I mean, we are not our bodies, guy. <laughs> like well, we're told we are through most of society. That's what we care about and invest in mostly. But I mean, when somebody insults you, it's not your body that you care about. It's, it hurts. It hurts you as a person. You are a person who is so much more than just a body. And if you don't have somebody to take care of you, it's hard to really feel good. And so when you're in a relationship, especially to help that person feel beautiful, or to, if, if you're a woman to help them, your husband feel like really powerful and, and um, I don't know, <laughs> handsome or whatever, whatever is like on an ongoing you know relationship, that's so important. And Making him or her look at other beautiful people doesn't make you feel more beautiful, trust me, or handsome, mm -hmm. right? And it's mm -hmm. just like, you're not going to get rich by watching somebody talk about how much money they have. And you're not going to be happy by watching mm -hmm. people just be happy. You have to learn how to generate genuine connection. And that's, that takes a well-rounded, two well-rounded people in the case of sex. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can't learn any of that from, you know, people having sex with each other on a screen. And like Sammy said, like the difference between watching something informational and even scientific to learn about the clitoris or something like that is like it shouldn't be uh, a turn on, right? Because then you're investing some of your emotion and some of your, you know, some this these internal juices on something outside of your relationship, right? But you can like reading books about, I don't know, Kama Sutra or whatever, like they have pictures, learn from drawings or whatever, like so many other ways than porn. Because porn just pulls you in. Porn's just looking for like, 
just like social media, right? Oh, I just need to go check one message on Messenger. Two hours later, mm-hmm. you're like, what the hell? I did not mean to watch, you know, all those cat videos. My God, what have I done yeah. with my life? It's the same with porn is just looking for a hook. It's like, oh yeah, no, we just want to check out this one bit. And then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You get yeah. sucked in. That one word triggered a whole slew of thought arousal. That is such, that's, I think, probably the key, key thing. Yeah. It's like, that is something to look at. It's like, what are you leaning on or relying on for arousal in your relationship? And if it's anything other than one another, I mean, that's like a symptom or an indicator of something to be invested in. And that's such a, it, and it, it's, I guess, having first faith and then experience with, with that point that you talked about of investment. And when you invest in love into something, it returns beauty. And that's exactly what this concept is and, and what it gets disregarded in a lot of sex talk, right? Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, things get dull. So you got to spice it up. It's like common vernacular, yeah. but it's like that. And so, you know, we're here. There's not a lot of stuff that we really like, you know, you, Andrew, you and I, we really like plant our flag on very firmly. A lot of, we're always like, hey man, we always have that disclaimer of like, hey, you know, this is just us, what we think. But this is something I'd, we're both, you know, this is where we're, we're, we're drawing the line in the sand here. So you're welcome yeah. to come, come at us and fight us on this point. It's like, if you are looking, you know, the, the most fulfilling relationship is when you're finding arousal and, and, um, and, and, and you're, you're finding arousal and excitement in each other, right? Yeah. And, you're, and you're turning that energy inward to one another. You're not like trying to pull it from something else and, and try to just redirect it and, and hope it, and it has it's a it transfers well. Sure. An important thing to consider is what you want out of a relationship. Okay. Because you and I, Sammy, we debated somebody for quite a long time, and it was a very wonderful debate because everybody was respectful about the validity of 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 pornography and it's not that bad. This kind of thing. And then we asked this person we were debating, well, how are your relationships? And it turned out that they couldn't sustain relationships. They couldn't sustain love. Right. So this is an incredibly important point. If your goal is just to perpetually be in kind of plastic relationships that you throw away after, you know, one time use or a few times use, then we have nothing really to say for you because that's what you want or that's what you profess to want. But this is a point that we're making to people who really want the most out of uh, a relationship, right? And Christianity uses the quote from Jesus that, you know, talks about um, even if you sexualize a woman, you're having an affair on her. Like, it, it's, mm. And then there's other theologians who argue that and say, no, he didn't mean that and blah, blah, blah. So we can just That's leave it the, at that. Uh, if you covet your neighbor's wife, that, that one? Yeah, that whole, the, just the premise that affairs start in your mind. But it's mm. actually being, you know, like healthy psychology. I mean, psychology that wants people to stick together, uh, that believes in relationships and believes in love, that kind of psychology really says that all affairs start emotionally. So the mm-hmm. moment that you're investing your sexuality outside of your relationship, the affair has already begun in a very small way. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, married for divorce or anything like that, you know, or that it's, uh, you, you can't fix it or you can't course correct that. None, none of that. It just means that in a small, like micro doses of drugs, this is a micro dose of an affair, right? And when you compound that, uh, and even if the couple's doing it at the same time, you're both just willingly like, oh, you have a crush, then I have a crush. And then it's just 
creating excitement outside of each other. And that's something that I, I know to be true is that we have a desire for novelty, okay? And that's something that the science has proven is a huge reason why we swipe up when we're on Facebook is just the newness. Like our brains, we get this mini hit of dopamine every time we swipe up. Uh, and that's using, that's like, um, that is plagiarizing the true way that we could be using our novelty part of our brain. The hard way of, of using our novelty, the, low, the road less travel, but the best way is to find a new way to see your spouse all the time. That's really hard to be turned on to the same person or to be turned on by the same person again and again and again, year after year after year for new reason, because you yourself are growing. If you need to spice up your relationship, chances are you're probably not spicing up your own personal life very much. You're probably stuck in a rut, right? Most affairs mm -hmm. happen when somebody feels stuck. Oh, I need a change. Mm -hmm. I hate my job. I hate this. And so they want to change their external environment because they think that'll bring them joy. No, it's mm -hmm. you are emotionally and spiritually stuck. You stopped growing. You stopped learning after university because you stopped growing your brain. You stopped growing after Sunday if you even go to church or if you left religion, you stopped you know, really getting inquisitive and really challenging yourself. And so you are at a standstill. And so you can do as much as you want and you're just borrowing somebody else's novelty, somebody else's excitement, but you are not exciting. So it will not make your relationship better. If, if you need something outside of you to feel excited, it means that you are not exciting people. That's the real problem is you're not exciting. Mm -hmm. You're not living like if you, when you're really like living a life of meaning and value, it's like, <laughs> I remember this one guy, you and I know him. His name is Bob, Bob P. He talks about energy and he's like, he's 80 something. And he's like, people always say, hey, Bob, where do you get all this energy? He's like, we're made of energy. I just connect with it. You know, <laughs> I love mm -hmm. that. That's just right, me. Yeah. Are you engaged in life and meaning in life? And so when you are like that, trust me, you become, you get, you get all the vitality you need. Sex comes very naturally. When you have a healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit, healthy heart, it's like, it, it happens. You don't need to force it. But it's like, it, when you're stagnant, you want to borrow somebody else's excitement. And that's what porn is. As a couple, that it's it's really it's really cool direction we took this start you know simple question of what's the big deal of watching porn together with your spouse and go we went really deep with that and uh, you can't be you got to unstuck yourself and you got to grow yeah <laughs> there's nothing unexciting about your spouse other than the way that you see them is old you need to see them fresh. And there's, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a million ways to be turned on by your spouse if you put in the work. And sometimes it does and take porn, work. And, and porn distracts from all that. If, if just one final point, it's yeah. like porn is the easy, enough, like doesn't give you the, in the end, what you want method of doing something that's hard. And then, you know, on top of that, porn makes it even harder to do the hard stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like, it's, it's such a distraction for one. And it's like trying to see your wife and or your, your spouse as new, right? As with fresh eyes is really hard when you can just easily look at something new and fresh with just clicks. You don't yeah. need to put any energy into it or use your imagination anyway. Right? You, you can find newness or novelty in a much easier way. 
right? Absolutely. And then, and, and, you know, with much bouncier bodies, I get, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just everything about porn just makes it much harder to, to do the work of investing into a good relationship. So, so here, based on what Sammy just said, you have two options. One is do the work of trying to fit your spouse into your heart or trying to expand your heart to fit your spouse in. Or the other option is try to force your spouse to fit in to your fantasy, which is the porn, which is like making them be more like that. So you're, you're either yeah. proactively doing one thing or the other. You're expanding your heart to fit your spouse in there or you're trying to shrink your spouse to fit into your fantasy um, and reduce yeah, well them put. into whatever it is that you like in the moment. Well put, well put, which is re- really sad. You know, it's, you it's know, quite a price thing, and yeah, you know, how, how, how much do, that would kill a spouse to hear the, the implication of it, right? It's like what everyone deep down wants, like you're, you're, I love you the way you are and you're, you're great. You're good enough. And the implication of that is the exact opposite. It's like, I don't like you the way that you are and you need to change. Yeah. And, and you, you don't even have to say it. They'll feel it. The more that you've, kind of coerce and force them. And it's mm-hmm. and it's very seldom to see a couple who are equally 100% excited to watch porn together continually. <laughs> yeah. That behavior is driven by one party or the other. Yeah. And what you see is, yeah, um, less and less excitement from the other person. And it turns into a big problem. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. We've heard that we've seen people on the other side. So we will work on getting a couple in um, and having this conversation and having more experience other than, you know, prudish Sammy and I, old man Sammy and Andy. Uh, <laughs> so we will find that couple and we will bring them in. Because again, we don't, uh, a lot of this stuff can come off preachy. It's just, we're extremely passionate about thinking more deeply about this stuff. And we've thought a lot about it. We haven't into the ends of these thought processes and we will continue to think. But if you have any questions for us, please send them our way. If you have any comments or if you have any insights, please inform us. We want to think deeply about these things and we hope that you can think deeply about these things. And, and all, we, all we're doing is just stimulating some thoughts. And, and you know, preachy, I think what preachy is, is, is the idea that you should listen to me yeah. just because it's what I'm saying. Sure. Right. It's like, but you know, it's definitely not what we want. We, we want just to help you look deeper at the things that are important for your life. And if you've got anything to add, yeah, we, exactly what Andrew said. We want to hear it. We'd love to hear your thoughts, get you on the show, even just help us see things more, more clearly. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for you on this topic. Next time, we're going to, we got another, uh, Mythbuster coming up next week. And, uh, you can look forward to that one. But for now, we'll be tuning out. It's Mr. Samu Yama together with Mr. And I don't have my glasses on right now, so I can like kind of see you smiling, but I have no idea what what kind of face you're doing. You don't even know who I am. I thought you were going to say that. I, I don't have my glasses. Who am I talking to? Andrew Love signing out. And we are happy to have you on the show listening to us. We hope it was helpful. God bless your mind, body, heart, and soul. Peace. I hope you found that episode enjoyable. And before we go, I wanted to challenge you to take your life on, to take your life to the next level. And if you're struggling in any way with pornography, with masturbation, with issues of sexuality that just are not helping you at all, if you want to reclaim your life, 
reclaim your eyes and ears, your time, your energy, then take our free 15-day challenge. If you go to highnoon.org, you can find our 15-day challenge right there on the front page. Take it. It's absolutely free, no strings attached. We've designed it to help you gain some level of momentum in your journey of sexual integrity so that you can take the next step, whatever that may be. It could be to go to our deeper Ascend program, which is a 90-day program we have. It could be to reach out to that accountability partner. It could be to just take the whatever steps you need to take in your journey to build the life of heavenly sexuality that you deserve. So go to highnoon.org right now if you want to break up with porn and start to get engaged with the life of your dreams and eventually marry it. Doesn't it sound nice? So go to highnoon.org to find all of those resources and more. It's been a slice.